What's up, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Neo Vintage Podcast. I'm Jabril, and I'm here with... Steve, hope everyone's doing well out there. And for you guys who have never seen the show before, we're just two guys that like to talk over the biggest stories in gaming, but we always like to start with what we've been playing. So, Steve, what you've been playing? Yeah, so obviously there's, there's the big one that I've been playing, but, uh, but yeah. before I jump 100% into that, uh, I've also spent some time playing Street Fighter VI. So I've been playing oh. it in the... There's the demo, and then there's also an open beta right now, uh, which is weird that they did them a couple weeks apart, but uh, but it's there. So I've got my hands on a little bit on with uh, Street Fighter VI. Um, and I like it, you know, it's it's weird because it's teased me enough to the point where it's like, I really just want to play this game because uh, the open beta is strictly just online fighting, um, which is fun and all, but until I've had a lot of time with, my, <laughs> with the game, I don't want to get online and just get completely, you know, my teeth punched in. Uh, so, but between that and the actual demo, which is the more single player demo, I've gotten sort of a feel for it. And it's weird because they've, they've changed some things that are some core values to Street Fighter. Uh, which is mainly the control scheme. A lot of people, you know, and I know you are pretty familiar with Street Fighter, so you know the, what what like a move list would look like for Street Fighter. You know, quarter circle back forward, yeah, hold for sure. forward, and then a punch and stuff like that. Um, and so there is a a new. I don't know if you've gotten your hands on try the demo at all, but there is a what they call modern scheme. Yeah, I um, have gotten to try those. Yeah, yeah, which makes the game more playable to people who aren't super familiar with fighting games. It plays. I almost want to say a little bit more like the like more combat style, you know, with a little bit more simple inputs, a one main special button, so you look like you're doing your Hadoukens, your Shoryukens, you're doing all these special moves. It makes it just look like you know what you're doing, and it helps connect a little while. Yeah. Um, but also it has that, you know, the the core, the the core game control style as well. Um, and it's weird because I'm in the, like, this weird realm where it's like I do like. For certain characters, I do like the traditional, like if I'm playing Ryu, I've been playing Ryu, you know, I've played Ryu for my whole life, basically. He's not my main, but, you know, I've always played as Ryu as well. Um, and his moves, I just, I know. Uh, but these some of these new characters, when I jump into them, I don't mind so much jumping into the modern control scheme, um, where I can just, you know, down special button and do one of their special moves. So, it's really interesting. I, I really like it. I think it lends well. I mean, we've praised that RE engine forever ever since it's come out and that capcom's been using and i was worried what it would look like running street fighter 6 i i think it looks fantastic i think it's really crispy um so i've had a lot of fun with it but yeah you know the game comes out uh, as a recording i think street fighter 6 launches this weekend yeah um so it's gonna be really exciting uh, i like the styles of the characters i like you know i don't know how much i'm gonna play that single player mode where you create a character and you're running around metro city um, I, I, I haven't done too much of that in the demo because the progress doesn't carry over at all, so there was no real point uh, besides that. But the character creation, very in-depth. I uh, like that, a lot of options, like the characters. And I just, you know, Street Fighter Six is going to be lasting for years from this point on, the same way Street Fighter Five did and Street Fighter Four did. So it's going to be an exciting new platform to, to jump into. And I'll have um, probably right at the next recording, I, I, well, yeah, so by the time that we record our next episode, I'll have some hands-on with the actual game. So it'll be really, really cool to check that out. Um, but yeah, the the other the big game, the thing that everyone's playing, uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has been out. Uh, it's been out, uh, what are we looking at, two weeks about now? Uh, um, yeah, about so. Roughly. Um, and yeah, so I think, you know, early on when we did we started doing the show, I was always very lukewarm on Breath of the Wild. I always talked about how... A lot of things I didn't like about Breath of the Wild, what made it not feel like a Zelda game, and all the issues I had with Breath of the Wild. And I'm happy to, 
you know, so I was very skeptical jumping into Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but I'm happy to say that most, if not all, my concerns have been addressed. We're getting, you know, right from the get-go. That's one of the most memorable openings in a Zelda game in a long time. Uh, Fast-paced. Uh, you know, you're usually so much more just... If you think about Ocarina starting off and how slow that is and the back and forth and you're pulling weeds to get rupees yeah. um, to, 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 to this opening where you're seeing... You know, it's you, Zelda, the antagonist, everything just off the rip. I, well, it's not spoilers because he, he's in all the trailers, you know, seeing Ganon so quickly and all these abilities you're getting. And I just feel like they really nailed what I think in this more open world Zelda game could be um, and, and should be. I, I always felt that Breath of the Wild felt very vacant. A lot of these side missions didn't really mean anything. It was just ways to grind so you wouldn't go to the main castle right away. Um and I'm glad to say that Tears of the Kingdom does the opposite, where I'm kind of engaged in some of these side missions. I'm taking my time. I'm not really going, you know, just uh, temple to temple to temple uh, in the sense, because there's that first mission they give you. is like, here's the four temples. Go go at it. Um, I've ignored that. I accidentally stumbled across two of them uh, just in my normal playthrough, but that makes it fun, though. And instead of being like, all right, I have to get to this divine beast from Breath of the Wild, I'm doing a mission in this, you know, the Goron area, and I accidentally started the temple. I was like, oh, well, I'm here. I found it so naturally. And um, that's what's something that I think just really strikes me with this game. Having a, you know, story that isn't so wrapped up in the memories. Um, and these still have the memories, but Breath of the Wild had no memories. I mean, I had no real story besides, like, the beginning, <laughs> a small middle, and, and the ending. Um, so, but having a continuous that having it's a little bit more voice acting, I'm not completely sold on as well. I definitely switched that to Japanese. <laughs> um, the 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 lip sync is to the Japanese one anyway, so I uh, couldn't couldn't do that. Uh, but yeah, from all the mechanics to this new sort of tool set you get, the sandbox moments of it, the fact that the game just encourages you to figure things out certain ways. I mean. And I'm sure it's the same with you. How many times you've done a, a shrine and you're like, there's no way that's how they wanted me to do it. Oh, yeah. But it sure. but it got the job done. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you gave me the tools to do this. Um, so it's it's really great. I, I'm having tons of fun with it. I'm taking my time with it. I'm trying not to just... I felt like I always rushed Breath of the Wild. And oh, that's a little bit on the game's fault and on my fault. But now Tears of the Kingdom, playing it a couple hours a day. I'm just loving everything about it. You know, the, the new abilities, I think, just make more sense than the abilities in breath of the wild where it was like here's a circle bomb a square bomb and here's this i think the ascend is really interesting i think the fusion technique helps with that sort of gripe with all the you know weapon degradation and it just super creative stuff even i get surprised i'm like there's no way this will work and i will do it whether it's a simple things of attaching a rocket to something um but sometimes i'm like well i have you know the there's the the goop guys right the choo-choos or goo-choos or whatever oh, if you yeah, attach yeah. if you yeah if you attach the blue jelly after you kill them to the arrow it basically makes it a water arrow and there was this whole thing where i was like i was on this lava section i was like if i shoot enough i'll make a giant platform with the water and the lava then i can just build this tower and ascend through this thing i was like there's no way and sure enough, it worked perfectly. I got to where I needed to be and completed with my, my task. And I just like that super just opened to the game where I felt Breath of the Wild, a lot of these shrines and the slight dungeons and temples that were in that game were like, you had to do it in almost a specific way. You know, they were sort of designed for that. Like, make sure you use the square bomb here, circle here. You know, 
there's the big meme of just build a bridge, you know, <laughs> you just build a bridge, get to where you need to go or, or find where you need to go. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's quickly rising up in one of my favorite Zelda games just because it's taken a lot of the stuff that I felt wasn't fully fleshed out in Breath of the Wild and really tweaked and, and pushed forward in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I could go on for hours talking about Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm sure at some point we will do something for it. For sure. Um, but uh, what, have, uh, what have you been playing? Yeah, so I got a couple small ones, and then I'll get into, obviously, the big Zelda stuff. So uh, first, mm-hmm. I also did try out Street Fighter Six. I'm not playing the open beta like you, but I have played uh, the demo that they've offered in the store yeah. and played around with everything they did. And every character that they allow you to play with, I've played with, which is like, what, two? I think, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's Ryu and Lucas. Uh, yeah, the new guy. guy. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've played around with everything I can. And, yeah, no, I, I really, really love the way it feels. The new control mechanism is very interesting because I've always had this thing with fighters um, where I feel like there are um, combo-based, or not even combo-based, but move-based fighters, and there's time-based fighters. And for me, time-based fighters have always been the easier. So it's not what you do, it's when you do it. AKA like a Brawlhalla. In some ways, sometimes like Mortal Kombat's that way. Injustice can be that way. Where it's like, it's not the kind of move that you do. It's just more so like, do you have an opening to do it, basically? Um, And for me, yeah, like Street Fighter's always been very move-based. So as like Tekken, for example, is a prime example of that as well. Soul Calibur. Um, and that new move set is a little jarring because it turns it into kind of like a time-based fighter um, because of how simplified some of the controls are. So it was just a weird, like my brain had to rewire where it like turned into a different mm-hmm. game for a second. I was like, nah. yeah. it, it, I think it's one of those, it's weird because I, I thought it would actually work fine for me considering the fact that like, I do think I have a ton of fighting game experience. I've played for years, you know, as, as you'd know, but um, I still consider myself a pretty casual consumer of, of uh, fighter games and i guess i did have some more things cemented in my brain than i thought because i was like i couldn't i couldn't play that way i was like it doesn't it doesn't feel right um and so i had to turn it back but uh no i'm, I'm really loving the aesthetic of it and i'm probably actually going to get this at launch so i was kind of skeptical about it not because of obviously street fighter is locked in as like a franchise i have no doubt about that it's going to be great but sometimes the, the release cadence of like characters and, and stuff like that it just makes me hesitant to buy things at launch just because i know there's going to be like six other iterations that include more content than the one i'm going to buy uh and i don't know if the season passes or packages or whatever that i buy down the line will be the best way to go about it but um i actually don't want to wait on this one so i'm probably actually going to get this at launch and i'm, I'm pretty excited about that uh just the, the character redesigns just the, the world uh, i'm probably not going to play around with the character customization i'm not really into all that but uh i might make a character i just probably won't use him um but uh yeah no everything i've seen so far i'm really really digging and they've kind of sold me on it so uh really happy with that um, this is a game that I've talked about wanting to kind of play as out of morbid curiosity for a while, but I refused to give them money. Um, and it's Pokemon Scarlet. I found a very cheap copy on eBay. Uh, and so I got it secondhand because I, at this point I just refuse to directly compensate Game Freak for what they're putting out. Um, and I've been kind of open about that, the, the ridiculous state about it. So uh, I wanted to buy this game because maybe two weeks ago the third major update came out uh for stability and performance and and different stuff Uh, and i was like okay i kind of want to give it a try and i found a cheap copy and i was like you know if i can get it for like 30 bucks maybe i'll play it and so i I did that and i played maybe maybe 
10 hours of it. N- nothing too crazy. Um, the game, for anybody who has played it, it's in some ways three times as long as a regular Pokemon game because there's kind of three different paths you can take. Uh, there's mm-hmm. the gym path. There is these giant... They're, they're essentially like... Um, Kai, not, they're not kaiju fights, but they're like larger boss fights, kind of, as you can imagine. Uh, and they're kind of powered up larger enemies that you can kind of hunt. They call them titans. And then they have essentially the equivalent of like going after, well, I think they're called Team Star, so it's like Team Rocket. Uh, and you got that path where you kind of challenge their, their leaders. Um, and it's interesting, there's some good things about it, there's some not good things. So the not good things, I'll get that out of the way. The fact that it runs the way it does, like, it's worse than I thought it, it was. And that is mind-blowing. I've never in my life seen a game run with a frame rate like this. I've never seen that. Now, obviously, we've seen more unstable games, a.k.a. like a cyberpunk. So my Pokemon game is not crashing on me. So I'll say that. Um, but the fact that, like, almost in every environment, there are characters within, I don't know, 25, 30 feet of me that look like they're on a slideshow is insane like that is insane um and this is three up like this is like the third version so this is not even the first update um that that's i've never seen something especially from the nintendo side released in this state and the fact that like months later it's still in the state that, that it's insane because i've seen games that have performance issues but typically it's like oh i see why this is performing the way it is Pokemon's confounding because it's like the art style is what it is, but the world is more open. Don't get it twisted. It's way more open than previous games, but it's not like... Like, I mean, again, Skyrim came out in 2011, and that game is way more expensive than this game is. Facts. Um, not to mention that a lot of the different environments are kind of piecemealed off, where they have a loading screen in between them, in terms of like when you want to enter like major cities and stuff like that. Um, and so it's not like it's completely open. Uh, and the fact that it runs this way and is just insane. Like, I've never seen anything like this before. And so I'm very glad that I didn't buy it directly. Um, but, it, you know, at the core, I mean, it is still a Pokemon game. But, uh, yeah, it, it's weird. It, it is, in some ways, you could see, like, okay, this came out after Ar- Arceus, where there are, like, mechanics in there that I feel like were kind of adopted. Um, but in many ways, it's a way worse game. No no, no doubt about that. Uh so yeah, there there are there's good things about it. It is still a Pokemon game. So if you're looking for your Pokemon fix, I think you'll get it. But in terms of like the performance, like do I think it's so such an insane step up above like Sword and Shield that it warrants the performance dips? Not really. Like I'd say if you want your Pokemon fix, go play Sword and Shield. You know what I mean? Like or, or even Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus, which I quite enjoy a lot more. Um, so yeah, this it's a weird one. The, do you know they took out clothes? Did you know that? Like, they took the clothes. Like, the ability to customize an outfit for your character, that's gone. They took also, it out. That weird school outfit you have it's, is just what it is? You get four school uniforms, depending on the seasons. You can change, like, if it's spring, you could wear, or, like, the, the, I don't think the seasons really change. You can wear a summer uniform or a spring uniform. You get four different uniforms. But they took out, like, I remember I had a cute little black dress thing going on in, in the in Sword and Shield. That's just gone. Like, there is no character customization in terms of like a full outfit you just get different school outfits and dlc is just releasing more school outfits that's crazy that's a mechanic that's that's nuts that again it's one thing to not have a feature it's another thing to have a feature and then take the feature away because obviously this game was like unfathomably far from being ready to to launch it's super obvious um 
you know how they have some games that we we comment it's like oh you can use a couple you know could have used a couple more weeks or a couple more months in the oven no this game needed like a year like this is wow. this is bad like insane and it still is bad and so part of me is like confounded by them releasing it at this date and also the more i play it the more frustrated i am i'm like yo you people bought this like they they got they sold millions of copy of this of this game like this is it's so crazy um yeah so no the game is kind of terrible um but it is giving me my pokemon <laughs> fix like the, it, it, the the bare bones are there but it's just it's crazy there is an auto battle thing where you can send your pokemon out and it like cuts the xp and like maybe by you know like by 75 percent or so like you're you're getting a lot less xp but you can battle way faster by just sending your pokemon out kind of like arceus in that way you could just like send them out but they can battle for you uh and that's that's a pretty cool mechanic so it's cut my grinding down down quite a bit which again is kind of nuts because pokemon's not a hard game it's not a super grindy game to begin with but it does they have found ways to make it easier so there's that for people who are interested um but yeah that that game is nuts um, and then lastly, Tears of the Kingdom, just like you. Um, I don't have too many thoughts that are like divergent from everybody else. Um, I think it's phenomenal uh, because it's an expansion in many ways of Breath of the Wild. I think there's a solid argument that it's one of the best uh, Zelda games of all time. Absolutely. Um, it's obviously Game of the Year contender, no doubt about that. Uh, I am super impressed with the performance of it. Yeah, like it can get a little framey at times, especially if you try to... like chasm dive from like the sky that can get a little hairy at times um but for the most part the fact that this for the most part you can go from a plateau in the sky sky dive onto the ground through the ground into a chasm and then ascend back up into the middle seamlessly without a loading screen is insane the fact that they're doing that on a switch just on a like fundamental level like that's really really impressive stuff Uh, the fact that they're doing that on like five-year-old hardware or no, actually six-year-old hardware Six-year-old. and like a what? An eight-year-old chipset or something like that. Um, it's really, really impressive. So yeah, no, I, I'm loving the game. I'm loving that they're a little bit more story forward this time. They do have the literal tiers that can give you the story. What I'm most impressed about that regard is that it's a a linear story in the way that like you get these fixed uh, memories, but the order in which you experience them depends entirely on what area you go to first. Like, it, it's pretty open in that way. And so as you go to those different, I, I think they call them, like, geoglyphs, um, yeah. you experience these memories, and there's not a fixed order. I looked it up. I was like, people experience it in different order. So they've managed to tell a story linearly that makes sense because they give you the major story beats you have these pillars okay this happens this happens and this happens and all these kind of fill in the gaps and the order in which they fill in the gaps is not really that important so i'm really impressed with their storytelling capabilities the new characters are really interesting i love the this introduction of the zonai and the early high uh hillians and kind of how they kind of met up and then made things go and um seeing actual ganon like proper ganon and uh, acknowledgement of his Gerudo past and, and just all and again I, I'm not going into super spoiler territory these things that people know um, but uh, yeah no it's it's really really interesting stuff I'd love to do a spoiler cast on this but uh, yeah I'm really really impressed by the game and, and, and again this is coming from some, I actually liked uh, Breath of the Wild probably a little bit more than you did um, but yeah no I, I think there's no denying that this game is better than Breath of the Wild like I, just because again it's an expansion on everything they did there I love the new powers and uh, 
the it's interesting where it's like things that were challenges before are no longer challenges so like simple things like getting to the castle is actually not that hard now you just kind of float to it if you need to um but with the lack of guardians it's like a fundamentally different experience but now there are like new threats about like the that gets into spoiler territory but like there are very very scary things in the game that that you could fight um yeah and uh they are a welcome addition and i still don't 100 percent know how to deal with them i've encountered my first kind of like story-based mandatory one and it's it's causing issues but um yeah no the game is phenomenal and and i have nothing but pretty much praise to say about it because for the most part most of the things that i have issues with about it are not really tears of the kingdom issues like i i just don't like weapon degradation for example i'm just I, i'm not into it i probably never will be um and, and some of those things can be frustrating the temples at times like some of them are really really well designed some of them i'm not as keen on it depends on you know and again that's a preference thing um but i love that they reintroduced temples and they're very well done and um yeah no and and one of my the things that i think frustrates me the most is i love the addition of these new kind of character kind of npc uh team characters that you put together that you can kind of mm-hmm. battle with i hate that you have to essentially talk to them to activate their power like that's it absolutely should be in a weapon wheel somewhere but that's just a preference thing um but yeah no overall zelda tears of kingdom big thumbs up for me love it and uh i'm excited to continue playing it i'm i'm like i think between 35 and 40 hours in so with that amount of time i'm still like i think way behind a lot of people like it feels like everybody's like well into like 40 to 70 hours and i'm like still here in 35 and i feel like i barely scratched it so uh and and i i think i am past all the temples and so for those who are playing i'm past all the temples and i am in the latter part of the game so do with that what you will um but yeah no i'm, I'm really having a great time with it yeah, it's it's it is shocking. That's one thing I forgot to mention is just how well it, how well it runs for yeah. what it's on. You know, uh, relative. Yeah, yeah, relative. You know, my friend was asked. Uh, well, another person I know asked me. He's like, yeah, but you know, how's it running at thirty frames? And I said, you know, it's not. Yes, you notice it, like especially when you're diving or if yeah. too many bombs or something goes off. Yes, it, it stutters. But I said the issue and the way they've sort of solved it is what we expect you know in a game like uh just because i know we're gonna talk about like, in the game like the last of us when you like want to turn joel around he has to do all that animation to turn around because it's super realistic correct so if that was done at like 30 frames it's gonna look weird yeah um in this game when i want link to turn around he just turns around and i don't think twice about it i don't need to see him turn his head his neck and see his clothing swap around no he just faces the other way because that's what i need him to do um so it's it's all mixed in there right because that's how they were able to you know get around that that limitation does it struggle yeah eh, there's times where the game struggles but i think i'm surprised that at this point especially when we saw things like like pokemon and and stuff last year uh that i was worried i was like man will this handle it i mean breath of the wild on launch day it had stuttering and, and issues like that so i was like here's six years later uh, would I love to play this on a Super Switch, Switch Pro, whatever? Yeah, obviously, because uh, it could could go. And uh, sometimes on those loading screens where when I die, cause I feel like this game in general is a little bit harder than most Zelda games, if oh, not, yeah, especially definitely. specifically Breath of the Wild, because um, I'm dying 
constantly. Um, a lot stronger enemies, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's enemies that are one. Hit, I'm telling you, one hit killing you, and um, and normal people too. They're not even like bosses. <laughs> no, no. There's the uh, and it's not a spoiler. There was those ninja, the Yuga clan that was in oh the yeah. Wild. yeah. There's some of those guys where I'm like, piece of cake, and they will just slap me silly, and I'm dead, and I'm like, okay. Um, but that's all sort of part of it. It's part of the experience. So, but in leading that because i am dying a little more often it's not a long loading screen between from where you know game over to continue to loading up again it's not that long but it feels so long especially when we've been playing tons of stuff on ps5 that load instantaneous yeah you know yeah so there is that time i'm just like even elden ring when we were playing elden ring last year we were from dying to respawning to being back where you need to be was very quick this one, I feel like I'm just staring at that switch. You know, my reflection in my switch, just staring at me, for <laughs> it's probably like 15 seconds, but it feels very long. Um, but I am surprised and really proud of what Nintendo was able to do with with the game um, on such old hardware. Uh, but yeah, I'm loving it, and it's gonna be that game. I'm constantly just gonna keep playing. You are. It's hard to compare where we are story yeah. story wise. You are probably a little bit more ahead of me. I'm only okay. on my. Second done, second temple. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I've done, you know, got all the towers. I did all the memories, got all the glitches. I've been doing a bunch of other side stuff. Gotcha. Uh, tons of hearts, bunch. I've got a couple stamina wheels. So it all. I purposely have been avoiding the temples, but I think now I want to at least do those first four set of stuff they give you to do. Yeah. Um, which I heard then opens up another set of stuff. But yeah, it's a what a great game. What a really good game. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things kind of lastly, it's that it kind of does confirm something that I think we had briefly talked about before the game came out, which it's like, this has officially, like, it's a beautiful thing to see, I think, kind of at the end of a life cycle of a, a console, which, you know, it, I think we're on the latter half, I think everybody can agree, whether or not we're at the end of the Switch life cycle, I mean, it depends on what Nintendo wants to do, I think we're we're on the last year or two, if I had to guess, but... um. We're, we're towards the end there, and it's a beautiful thing, I think, always in the end of a life cycle to see what the first party is capable, like the max extraction of power of a given console. Um, and this totally, to me, feels like Last of Us in 2013, like on the PS3. Um, same thing with uh, GTA V was also on PS3. The, just a tail end again, and that's that. I know GTA V is not a first party, but in terms of just those late cycle games, pulling every bit of juice out of a console they can. Um, and in some ways, you you can even look at like a Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, um, yeah. but where they pulled everything, and this is the wall. And so, in some ways, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom has done a beautiful thing, but also demonstrated, okay, this is the wall. This is the max of what the first party, and I think arguably, it's hard to argue against this, but probably the most talented team at the Nintendo. And uh, Nintendo is not more explicit. Their naming conventions for the teams are really weird. But whatever their Zelda team name is, um, this is the max what they can do. This is the most they can take out of. Below this, we start getting into the realm of accept uh, unacceptability. And again, things like Scarlet, I'm not Pokemon Scarlet. I'm not even factoring them in. I don't know what Game Freak, is, what the hell they're doing. Um, but uh, yeah, like in, in terms of what they can do, you know, you would imagine maybe uh, whoever makes like Odyssey and whatever Odyssey's successor is, they're probably going to get a bat at bat before maybe the Switch ends. And then I think that has to be it. Like, I don't think anybody could do more than this. This is the most I think that can be extracted out of this hardware at this mm-hmm. point before you start really sacrificing quality, which. 
I know people like to take shots at Nintendo about their like visual fidelity and stuff like that, but I do think they they do have a standard of quality, uh, and I think they're not going to let their games completely fall into a mess. You know what I mean? Like they're up against the wall here, but I think if there's at any point where like the developers are like, okay, we can't make our game run, we can't do it. Um, Nintendo will act accordingly, and I think we're right up yeah. against that that line here. So it totally feels like 2013 to me right now, where we're at the end of the PS3 generation, and those things were fighting for dear life, <laughs> barely holding on. But we we're getting beautiful games that were really taking the the console to the next level and a beautiful send off and that's what it feels like to me like if the switch ends here like what a beautiful send off you know breath of the wild starting it tears of the kingdom ending it uh and again we not to say we're not we'll probably get one or two more major first party releases on the console before whatever the successor is I, i'm sure um but yeah no i mean they they They've done a great job, and I was really, really nervous about this game. Um, yeah. Not that I don't have faith in that team, but anybody who has to follow up on something, just like just so much fanfare. You know, it's it's almost like that Kingdom Hearts three effect. You know what I mean? Like when you release one of what some people are consider the one of the best games of all time, to to be able to hit that again is is a scary position. Last of Us, same thing. Um, to come back and be able to, to meet that. And they did somehow. They pulled it off. And they did it in a really, really brave way. Which is like we're taking something that directly looks like the previous game. That was the best game of all time in some people's eyes. And we're going to take it and we're going to expand on it. That is a ballsy move to do that. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 3 and, and, and Final Fantasy 15. Some of these games that were like long awaited. They made major diversions in the aesthetic. To kind of separate itself from the previous one. Uh, to reinvent it. To change it. To make it something new. Uh, but they went actually in a different direction. Where they were like no we'll, we're doing Breath of the Wild you know, plus a thousand. Um, and that's a, a really impressive thing that they were able to pull off. So yeah, shout out to them. And, uh, we can gush more about Tears of the Kingdom, I guess, during a spoiler cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So kudos to them. Really excited to keep playing. Um, but yeah, we can, uh, we can move into the stories. We've got some interesting ones to talk about. Uh, first one was, a would be a big deal if it, if it wasn't leaking so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat one is a real thing again. Uh, which can be pretty confusing. But yeah. uh, Warner Brothers Games and NetherRealm Studios have officially revealed that a re- rebooted Mortal Kombat 1 will arrive on September 19th for PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series systems, Switch, somehow, and PC. Uh, quote, the game will introduce a reborn Mortal Kombat universe that has been created by the fire god Liu Kang, featuring reimagined versions of iconic characters as they've, as they've never been seen before along with new fighting system game modes, bone-crushing finishing moves, and more. According to the Mortal Kombat website, these ca- the characters so far that have been shown and included uh, Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, Kung Lao, Katana, Melina, Shang Tsung, Johnny Cage, and of course a lot of uh, many other staples. So yeah, uh, uh, Mortal Kombat, we've known for a while, Mortal Kombat, uh, at the time we were calling it Mortal Kombat 12, it is the 12th release, was coming, uh, Warner Brothers leaked it basically in a press conference months ago i don't i don't know if we ever discussed it but they basically were like talking about financials and then at some point they were like and mortal kombat's later this year so that's gonna be good too um and ed boone had a lot of fun with that obviously he's been tweeting and teasing ever since so we knew the game was coming uh it's interesting that it's interesting and makes sense what they're going with the name mortal kombat one because it's it, it is obviously a successor to and canon it is next after mortal kombat 11 but it's obviously this 
what quote unquote spoils Mortal Kombat 11's ending in Liu Kang becoming a god. He's now creating a new timeline for peace. But obviously Mortal Kombat is all about fighting, so there's obviously no peace in this new timeline. Um, which is the second time they've done this. This is what happened with Mortal Kombat 9. If you remember, Raiden sends a message back in time, creates a different timeline, which we got Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X, and Mortal Kombat 11. So here's another timeline, sort of with Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat 11 being the god. Um, but everything we've seen is really good. It, it, you know, it's, I know we've only seen the cinematics. I thought we were maybe going to see this at the PlayStation Showcase, but I guess they're—I guess they've almost confirmed that we're we'll seeing this at the Summer Games Fest, Jeff Keighley's thing. Um, so, but more or less, we we know it's more Mortal Kombat. I'm pretty much a big fan of this. Uh, I don't play it as hardcore as before. I'm, I guess, more casual. I kind of just like the characters, the stories. Um, kind of a fan of the leaked Fighter Pass. That's kind of Amazon leaked what the first year Fighter Pass will be. Um, some interesting choices there, but I think it's pretty pretty fun. Uh, Jabra, I know you're a little bit more, even more of a casual Mortal Kombat fan. Uh, what did you think of the reveal? Yeah, yeah. I, I like Mortal Kombat a, a lot, but it's not one that I've dived super deep into mm-hmm. in a long time. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was very intrigued by this one. First off, thank you for explaining the lore behind this, because yeah. I, I won't ever pretend to understand the Mortal Kombat like mythos whatsoever like i I, it's been a long time since i've been kind of i i think i understood it up until about four and then i think that was about the line where i've stopped Mm -hmm. kind of hard paying attention to what was happening um so yeah no that explains a lot of things because i knew i thought there was a reboot semi-recently in terms of 10 and 11 i thought were kind of like a new thing and then i was uh, a reboot again was very interesting um but no I, it was kind of exciting to kind of see like cl- a classic iterations of characters kind of like back in the the new style so uh I, i'm very excited to jump into it i love how soon it is i mean september 19th so yeah that's gonna be uh fun it's also really cool to see like street Fighter, a new street fighter and a new mortal Kombat launch in the same year that's really fun so that's gonna be like a, a fun amount of stuff to play uh so the the, the fighting game fans are eating good right now um yeah. but yeah no I'm, I'm i'm pretty excited about this overall even though i don't fully understand from a narrative perspective what they're 100% doing because so correct me if I'm wrong so this is like a soft reboot because everything previous to it is still canon it's kind of just a bit of a reset in my in my understanding correctly similarly like to comics or something like that correct very to think of i mean obviously we're talking warner brothers and other rooms think of dc world so yeah everything that mortal kombat led up to then there was a game which was called just mortal kombat which was the PS3 361. That's the one that had like on PlayStation had Kratos in it. Yeah. Um. There's that one. Uh. So it, that that game starts with the ending of the previous Mortal Kombat game, which I believe was Armageddon. Ah uh, yes. I Raiden remember what sending, you're talking about. Yeah. Raiden sends a message to himself back in time, and causes a chain of events. Uh. And that Mortal Kombat game basically redoes one, two, and three. Um. Different timeline, obviously. Then you get that game, which now everyone calls it Mortal Kombat 9, but again, it's just called Mortal Kombat, technically. Gotcha. Um, then we had Mortal Kombat X, which was the sequel, Mortal Kombat 11, which was the sequel, and at the end of 11, and it's, it's this is where I kind of don't like it, it's only if you played the DLC uh, that you get this ending, um, but there was this aftermath ending, I think they called it, where Liu Kang becomes a god of... They call him the fire god, but he's like fire, lightning, and technically time. Um, okay. He becomes a he becomes a god, 
and in that universe it seemed like they were going to continue with the next storyline which would be a technical remake of Shaolin Monks that old PS2 game oh, okay. um, instead of that it looks like this that Liu Kang so Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat 11 the god now is creating a new universe which is this new universe now that you're going to it's a, technically an alternate timeline but with the god from Mortal Kombat 11 controlling it so it's his new universe that he's making got it so yeah so they haven't had to fully like retcon anything previously so it's nope, kind of like no. a a rebirth it's like a flashpoint type thing okay i got you basically yep interesting all right think of two flashpoint sections and that's how we're continuing with the the timeline which is why they called it one because it's this new that is the only thing that i think is a misstep i think that's kind of a goofy name (laughs) to to say the one because again we have mortal kombat we technically also have another game called mortal kombat mortal kombat and And now now mortal kombat one so you have three mortal kombat ones yeah that that I wouldn't have done um, because I think yep. to some extent you can have like like there's got there's two technically two God of Wars but there's yes. God of War 2018 and they, they make that distinction with the year uh, I think the year designation is is sufficient but yeah again or, or even something like Mortal Kombat Rebirth or something like that I think could, could which make more sense I think you could have just called the Mortal Kombat 12 and still go on with this plot line. Yeah, 12 would probably be the most sensible. Because I don't think this... people have an aversion to high numbers for that franchise. Yeah. But Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's but... the only thing based on what I saw that I thought was goofy. The name is just ridiculous. But uh, no. everything else looked great and I'm excited to... I, I, need to, I want to see some gameplay though. I want to see how it runs. Um, yeah, uh, well, we should... Yeah, I like the way Eleven played. Uh, generally, I won't lie; I'm more of an Injustice guy, so like I'm still waiting on that Injustice Three. Uh, so for me, I was watching this and I was like, "Oh, this looks great." Okay, but like, let's finish this one so we can get Injustice Three, please. Um, but uh, no, the, the game looks great based on what cinematics they showed in terms of like character design. I just I want to see some gameplay. I want to see how it runs, um, and I, yeah, because I want to see if there's any difference. Like, is this just Mortal Kombat Eleven with reset characters and a new exactly lore because because mortal kombat 11 wasn't that long ago it was like what 2019 or something 2019? like that so, so it's te- been a couple years technically the the pattern's been usually since mortal kombat 9 uh they usually do an injustice game then a mortal kombat then an yeah. injustice game and a mortal kombat so this year should have been injustice 3 and we got back-to-back mortal kombat and we got back-to-back mortal kombat so we're not sure that's interesting I know Injustice games don't seem to sell very well. Probably not. Like <laughs> Probably Mortal not. Combat, which yeah. I'm assuming if they would have sold well, I'm assuming we would have gotten Injustice three. Um, but before we move on, have you seen the leaked fighter pass? Uh, yeah. Are we gonna talk about? Well, I think I did. I, I it, are we talking about who it is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Actually, we won't. We won't. I, okay. I just just in the world that someone wants to be excited for it, um, just because I'm a, I'm almost 100 percent. Two of the names were leaked way before the game was even leaked, yeah. uh, due to a, a copyright claim. Um, but then the listing's been removed. So if you see it again, send me what you saw so I can make sure I've seen what you've seen because I've seen one yeah, guy, yeah. but I, I haven't seen beyond that. No, there's it's it's like a list of five. Three okay. of them are random Mortal Kombat characters. There's three three special guest characters, which has become a, a new thing in Mortal Kombat. Got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Send that over cool. if you see anything. But um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the shot, I'll text you the three, the three, the three that I think you'll care about. Um, got you. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's Mortal Kombat One. I'm looking forward to that, and we sh- will be playing that sooner rather than later. We're heading into s- summer right now, so it's only going to be a couple mm-hmm. months uh, for that. 
but the next story is actually a big one, and, and it's something that I actually am glad we got information on because it's some, it's the thing that I immediately noticed about the last PlayStation Showcase, uh, which was PlayStation fans noticed one major omission from this week's PlayStation Showcase. That was the in-development multiplayer game from Naughty Dog in the Last of Us universe, what is, I guess, being called Factions 2, effectively. Um in a statement posted to uh, Twitter, the studio didn't say that the Last of Us multiplayer game was indefinitely delayed, but nor did it say when or if this idea may come to uh, PlayStation. As development has continued, we've realized what is best for the game uh, is to give it more time, the studio, Naughty Dog, said. Uh, according to the report from Bloomberg, which hit alongside Naughty Dog's statement and appears to have prompted its publication, the team working on the Last of Us multiplayer spinoff has been scaled back after a recent evaluation uh, and that many of its developers have moved on to other projects. Uh, that is not great news uh, for people who are very excited about this project. So it seems like at some point it was kind of like reassessed, took a look at and they scaled it back. Um, based on what they saw maybe is not that impressive and they don't feel like it's a effective use of resources and time for the team um, which is really interesting as anybody who knows um, Naughty Dog very likely has several projects in development one is definitely a new IP one you can maybe imagine is maybe the early steps of the Last of Us successor whatever that is last of us three and then in the background we know that they were making this multiplayer game that was supposed to i believe originally come out around two um but has since kind of fell into development hell uh but it seems like yeah factions is not doing so well thus why it wasn't in the playstation showcase this was actually a game that i was really curious about i am not a multiplayer guy but i love last of us and i have faith in sony first party to put out a solid multiplayer game that I think could make it intriguing because if you give me anything remotely close to like Last of Us meets the division maybe like a multiplayer effect in that that world because I don't want to do no battle royale thing but if they do it in that way I think that could be amazing um so from that perspective I'm a little bit um uh disappointed in that and I hope this sees the light of day you know but it's entirely possible it doesn't um what do you think about this yeah, it's really it's always been an interesting thing, right, with factions to that's what we're all gonna be calling it um, until we get an official name. If we get an official name now, um, because though it wasn't really ever shown for the first Last of Us, you know, having factions in it, it, yeah. it found its community and factions. And I remember trying factions a little bit, um, and was super impressed with it. I was like, wow, this is like a full fledged multiplayer experience. Um, now again, I wasn't, I didn't get super into it, but I could see I'm like, oh when last of us two started being talked about and revealed we're like oh, i can only imagine where this new multiplayer section and then they announced uh, i think like a year before the game came out how it wasn't going to launch with part two so we assumed maybe free update very much like ghost of tsushima did did yeah. fantastic multiplayer thing, that was really good yeah free and added to the game so we thought that then we saw you know every year went by and we still didn't get any new factions and now we're like, okay, they talk about how it's being its own thing. I assumed the the way a lot of people discussed it was going to be right, where it's going to be its own $60, maybe $70, full-fledged. Like you said, it's the best way to describe it, like a sort of division version of The Last of Us, where it's going to have some story beats, obviously not with the main crew. Um, and that seemed like it was going to go work. When I saw the PlayStation Showcase, and obviously we're going to discuss that uh, right after this, and I was like, I... 
my big thing was, and I had a bet with the friend, I was like, it either starts with Spider-Man or Factions 2, yep. or it ends with either Spider-Man or Factions. You know, Spider-Man or Last of Us, one of them is going to start it, one of them is going to end it. I thought the same thing. Uh, yeah. it, it just seemed too obvious. Um, and I was sort of right on one end, uh, but Last of Us not being there immediately... Even before the rumors and before Bloomberg or anything, I said something's up with that game. I said something's up with, with, with factions too. I mean, we finally see Hell Divers two. Uh, not to spoil what we're getting into, but we saw Hell Divers two, but we're not going to see Faction two yet. Um, so I, I had that sort of. But when I start seeing, especially now with Sony talking about how they basically have a whole division set to look after and curate these live service games and this would obviously what it is slash would be one of these live service games and there's that other it's not sort of a non-story where they said that a lot of people from that Sony's having a lot of people from Bungie check out a lot of these live service games and kind of giving them a thumbs up thumbs down is did that play a part did did what what they were doing for factions not up to par is it kind of falling apart is is this something that naughty dog wants to do naughty dog tells these very step-by-step long stories do they not really know you know is the team naughty dog's very different from the naughty dog in 2013 that released the last of us and who was on board to make that multiplayer section um you know we we see that they shifted and they did part one and then it's just so much going on over there like you said with there's obviously got to be a new uh, section of the teams obviously obviously i think is doing part three one of them a small section was supposed to be doing this game and then there's obviously a new ip working so maybe they couldn't juggle all three and the quality was started to just not hit those goalposts. and sony's at this point especially when you're talking about the last of us and naughty dog where you can't release an okay to good last of us game regardless if it's multiplayer single player whatever um, you can't do that. They want Last of Us to be these huge, big explosions, especially with the success of the games and the HBO show and obviously the season yep. two of the HBO show going along. Um, so it, it sucks because I, I was curious on what they were kind of building there. Uh, and I, I do hope we see it. I think the fact that nothing showed up here. I mean, Last of Us was, what, 2020, 2019, 2020? Um, uh, yeah, 2020, yeah. So you, and Oh, well, you, no, so it was 2019. You're right, you're right. Yeah, so... You assume Factions was in production alongside before the game released, so four years, and we still have nothing to show. We've seen nothing. We've seen nothing. I think we saw an artwork of like a guy standing on a building, like two years ago, if I'm not wrong. Um, so it's scary. It, it, it's scary to see that. I, I think it could be so many things. The pressure that Sony might be putting on Naughty Dog um, to, to produce something crazy, especially when you have all these live service sort of things on the burner within sony um and then you have the bigger one of the biggest live service guys now bungie under the umbrella and maybe their expertise starts you know coming at them a little bit who knows who knows um but i just hope i just i don't know there's rumors and i've seen people do some estimations where it may be canceled it may be completely scrapped which would suck because that's a lot of years and a lot of money uh down the drain um do you just kind of put it on hold and wait for the last of us part three and re-release it there who knows um, but it's the second I saw that it wasn't at the showcase, I, I did have that sort of gut feeling. I was like, something's up. And it's it's kind of sad to see because I, I, there's probably a lot of good stuff there and a lot of things that people worked hard on. Um, so it is unfortunate. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I, I work in tech, obviously a different sector of tech, but uh, 
a similar industry uh, to the game industry in some ways that there are like some parallels. And so I'm pretty familiar with the concept of like projects being deprioritized. And a lot of the time um, there's this idea of like key milestones. Um, we have this kind of initial ambition that you kind of set up and you have the project details kind of laid out up front. And then there are kind of key milestones you need to hit. And from the game industry, I would imagine that a lot of that has to do with like um, playability from front to back performance and then how much is encapsulated in the, the that was kind of mapped out initially and how much is that actually captured in the end product and my guess is that you know when they say kind of scaled back after a re recent evaluation is they either missed a milestone or they were unable to capture the ambition that initially was kind of spelled out in the um, initial documents maybe kind of mapping out what factions two was going to be that's what it sounds like to me um, mm -hmm. it, it, it sounds like they presented what they had at some point and probably internally you know this this deprioritization doesn't necessarily mean that like sony looked at it and was like nah but uh it's entirely possible that you know internally higher ups and, and stakeholders over in in naughty dog uh it, it itself kind of took a look at it and were like no this is not meeting maybe our bar of quality because from what i understand the people who literally made last of us one and two are not working on factions uh, it's kind of like its own little team, uh, and so maybe they presented it, and they were they were just like, nah, like this is not gonna meet our standard of quality. So they're scaling it back because they probably had a lot of people on it, and they're probably like, all right, we could use these people better elsewhere. And maybe they're just if it doesn't get outright canceled, maybe they're just lowering the scope of it, and they're like, okay, we're gonna have a smaller experience fundamentally than maybe we initially because they're probably the the logic is like, okay, if we as controversial as maybe Last of Us 2 is, right now, generally speaking, in terms of quality level, Last of Us 1, 2, and the show have all hit this really high bar. Um, and maybe their logic is, like, we'd rather meet the internal expectations we have and make it a smaller project that fulfills what it's trying to do, albeit maybe a lot smaller, than have something way more ambitious that just doesn't meet it. And not only... Um, misses the mark from an internal quality standpoint, but maybe also is going to disappoint the people. The The small experience might disappoint the people, but at the very least, maybe it'll achieve what it's set out to do. Um, but if it's a more ambitious experience and they can't hit that and they can't fulfill that and then they drop it, now suddenly you have something with that Last of Us moniker on it that maybe has more significant issues. Um, thus why they, they haven't shown anything gameplay related anything they showed one piece of concept art or something one or two pieces of concept art so that means you know they don't have much to show probably in terms of something that i think maybe captures the experience that they've wanted uh to translate to people so that's just me kind of coming from the tech perspective of what i think might be happening it's speculative but i'm kind of reading between the lines and that's what it sounds like because again this is this is not screaming to me just yet vaporware like this is done this is gone this is screaming to me deprioritization like they're shuffling some people around because something's not right um which it, which means i mean this can resurface one day because again this has happened before i mean look at look at metroid 4 metroid prime 4 i mean that that is a prime example of a seriously deprioritized game and, and uh, it, it was deprioritized to the point where they were like okay deprioritize it reshuffle and change teams you know what i mean that that is a prime example of what can happen if if like major heads roll um and and so for now i'm kind of tempering my expectations and kind of 
just kind of waiting and seeing because again this this can mean a lot of things they haven't said too much they're being vague which makes sense because again this is a game that we don't know much about so why disclose more than you need to i guess the naughty dog is not no known for being particularly expressive developers you know what i mean yeah no it is and it's something we'll have to you know keep an ear out for because Naughty dog has been pretty quiet i know again i know they released last part one last year but still, they've been pretty quiet. A lot of the first Sony first parties have been pretty quiet. Absolutely. Um, but this is something that comes up every time we think there's a state of play or something or showcase. We're like, all right, factions got to be there. And now I'm not going to be asking for factions anymore because I feel like it, I'd rather be surprised and, it, and show up in a great state one day than keep asking for it and something's just sort of spit out or it gets canceled and I, no, dreams crushed. Yeah, at least we heard something. I mean, for up until now, I mean, and in some ways it still is in the limbo that it was kind of occupying before, but I think it was one of those things where it's like, okay, we haven't heard anything in a while. Is something wrong? So now we at least got yeah. the answer, yes, something is, is wrong. Something so it, is wrong. Yeah, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, they just are not saying anything and not showing anything for years. Kind of like maybe what you see on the Microsoft side. Um, no, we got a, a concrete answer. Yep, something seems to be wrong, and they're addressing it. And what the end result of that is, the that's the question now, is what the end result is and when do we find out? Like, do they pull the plug earlier, or is this something that maybe resurfaces years from now? I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see, and hopefully it comes back one day stronger than ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get to the last the last story, which is a big part, and obviously we've already sort of talked around it a little bit. But uh, you know, we got the first major look at PlayStation upcoming slave games for the 2023 showcase. It's the first time we've had a showcase in I think two years um, of what was supposed to be a really really big scale showcase. Not the state they've they've done multiple state of plays, yeah. but this is the big showcase. Um, and we've got a, a couple of things announced. So we'll also go over some of these. Uh, some of them were pretty big. Some of them were. I mean, some of them were obvious, some of them were kind of leaked for a while, <laughs> um, but uh, so let's talk about some of them what was announced. So uh, one big one, uh, which is, again, this has been rumored at like every showcase slash state of play for a little while now, um, but it's finally real, the Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, or Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, the remake of uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, uh, finally real, um, Ken didn't we obviously saw just a little cinematic CG trailer. I almost didn't believe it uh, because Snake Eater, though I like that game a lot, Metal Gear Solid 3, it's, I think, overhyped in many ways. Um, but it was super cool to see. I was more excited that, one, Konami was here at the showcase in, in a form with the big one, you know, with a big big deal um because they've been so quiet for a long time and we gonna we all knew what happened with kojima productions but yeah sure enough we have a metal gear solid snake eater remake coming out and then they also announced in a quick sort of blurb and they've been trickling information since we are getting a metal gear solid master collection volume one which as of right now it's confirmed to have the original metal gear solid metal gear solid 2 sons of liberty and metal gear solid 3 snake eater uh, and I think 3 Snake Eater brings the original Metal Gear 1 and 2 games. That's how it's always been. Um, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because so, they 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 announced it, but it's like really weird. Because I think it's Metal Gear Solid 3 Substance Edition or whatever brings the original two Metal Gear games. So, um, But they are calling it Metal Gear Master Collection 1, which is interesting. Um, 
because I I've played and beaten every Metal Gear game except four. Um, just the game is basically unplayable on PS3 right now. Um, so if they were finally able to rip that off of the PS3 and get it on a new gen console, it'll be great. But uh, I know this is a big one. What did you think of the the Metal Gear reveal? Yeah, no, I was really, really excited about this. This is probably one of the things I was probably a little bit more excited about. Uh, I love Metal Gear, but the inaccessibility of it has been pretty Correct. frustrating. Um, and, and so, the bare, bare minimum, thank you for that collection. Like, thankfully, they, they're they dropping into the amount of consoles. Because, again, the last, I think, collection we got was back in the PS3, which can kind of be a pain to find. Like, sometimes it, it pops up for decent prices, and then other times it doesn't, depending on how many people care about Metal Gear Solid at a given point. Um, but, yeah, Snake Eater Delta, really awesome. Uh, I love Metal Gear Solid 3. It... I think it was like a time and place thing. Um, I, I, I was, I think, starting to get a little older, and, and I really appreciated some of the survival mechanics of three at that time. Um, but I ha- that's one of the, I think the only ones I've never returned to. Um, I played four a couple times, um, and I played the first two a million times, and then five I dabbled with. Uh, yeah, three is the weird zone where yeah, I played it as a kid loved it and then never really returned to it and just never got around to it so i'm really excited to be able to play a remake of that um funnily enough i actually was somehow able to guess it from the cinematic when like the i saw like the animals eating each other i, I don't so, know how i was just like i think this is I, metal gear instinctively i don't know what it was when i saw it when it's like when i saw the alligator and the snake i think whatever start fighting and biting i was like this is a snake eater yeah yeah me too yeah i was like i was like if it's metal gear it has to be three obviously because the other ones don't even have this aesthetic um but yeah no i was really hyped to see that and i'm really excited to jump into that collection uh i'm curious what amenities they're gonna have in these collections you know like konami i think has actually done a really good job with their collection so far um so as somebody who's like you know love the castlevania collections um and so I'm excited to see kind of what is included in these. Is there any kind of like visual upgrade? Again, not expecting like a, a new filter or anything like that, but like, you know, are we going to have like, you know, 1080p as much rendered as, as possible? I'm really excited to jump into two. I'm mm-hmm. a little concerned about the playability of those. Um, it's been a long time and, you know, they're, just, they are just that first clunky <laughs> to say the least. Uh, each one gets a little better than the previous one, of course. Um, but they are pretty stiff, and pretty much until you get to, like, f- yeah. five, pretty much, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, from that perspective, really excited. Definitely going to play these, no doubt about that. And I'm just curious about timeline, when, when these are going to hit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's curious for me, too. Um, and I assume this is the start, if because they're calling it Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. I'm assuming this is the sort of new line they're going to do with the remakes. Uh, Delta, and I guess they're going chronologically. Snake Eater is the first one in the timeline. So the next one would be Delta. Well, I guess the first oh, the first Metal Gear doesn't have a name, so I don't know what they would call it. Unless they bring the Twin Snakes name back. Um, that'd be pretty interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. If you're talking like solid remakes, then yeah, they would. Oh, yeah, and I'll, so you I'll... so you think they're going to remake more? I think if this one does well, why wouldn't you? Especially since you started with the one that... I'm, I know there's a bunch of PSP spinoffs, but if you think they're yeah. going to do the main ones... So, Delta, you know, Delta Snake Eater, Delta Twin Snakes, and then Delta Sons of Liberty. Would be um, interesting to see. I, I that's think why, smart, else even, yeah. why even give it a Delta name if it's just a remake? Um, 
But yeah, who, no. who knows? That's just my tinfoil hat theory. Uh, that's what I guess it's a theory and a hope because that's would be pretty cool. I like it though. I like that thinking. I think, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, I thought because I just thought that like Delta is just a a sig- like a, a way to distinguish it from three. That's what I originally think. But no, that's actually an interesting thing if they keep that line going. Uh, yeah, and, and going chronologically is very interesting. Because uh, these are one of the... Fr- typically, I'm a release order guy. Typically. Um, yeah. But Metal Gear, I think, has a strong argument for chronological. Especially the way they kind of present things and set things up. Um, that I think you could absolutely start with three and move your way onwards. And it make a ton of sense. Uh, exactly. The way it sets so much up for because when you played the original Metal Gear Solid, not to go on a, too much of a tangent, but when you played the uh, the original Metal Gear Solid from a narrative perspective, you really do feel like you're being dropped into the middle of an existing thing. Um, and yeah. at the time, obviously, it was a long time ago, so I don't have like perfect memories of it. But I remember the idea being like I, I was hearing from other people at that time that it's like you're being dropped into an existing story because there was two more Metal Gear games before it. And then they're alluding to the NES ones. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until you play the third one that's like, actually, there are things that were happening even outside the context of those two games. Forget those yeah. things. Um, that is, I, I think the previous two ones kind of set up like Shadow Moses, if anything. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of like the bigger things with like Big Boss and all that, like that happens outside the game so starting with three i think absolutely makes a lot of sense and i would love for them to remake the other ones especially two is the one that i will i want to go back to um but it's just just some some of those effects i would love to see like remade in proper like visuals like just the rain effects from it it's just there's incredible things about this franchise that i i look forward to and it's, it's a shame that uh you know kojima can't have anything to to do with these um that's a real shame because i think he if anything would love like if imagine a proper remake or if anything a reimagining done by kojima where he could actually have another crack at his own franchise i think could be even greater um but you know at this point you know as metal gear fans you take what you can get so i'm happy yep yeah same same uh so the next uh next thing we'll talk about it's something we talked about i think we pretty sure we talked about it here yeah we did which was we did right this is the sony remote play handheld um and they unveiled it they still are calling it by its internal project name project q um and it it weirdly enough it looks like a small nice little tablet with the dual sense yep uh pasted on on each end and um it looks pretty interesting it looks pretty much what we assumed it looked like i think from the early copyrights and everything this is what we thought it would look like um, they again did not discuss any pricing, and that's the big one for me. Because how much, you know, you can't be charging me too much if it's a strict streaming thing. Um, but it's been something I thought about more and more now that I'm, you know, I dusted off my Switch to play Zelda. There's something nice about playing Zelda in my living room, just picking up the whole con, you know, the whole Switch and doing another hour laying in bed. Um, it'd be interesting to do that with certain PlayStation 5 games, you know, we think, uh, if we're playing uh, Spider-Man uh, and you want to do some collectible missions, what's the harm in laying in bed and doing it there? Um, so it'd be pretty nice. Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, just, again, price is the big one. No pricing, no dates. It, it, it was kind of a weird sort of just announcement they had there. Um, and they also showed some new PlayStation 5 earbuds, which looked kind of cool, but I don't really play my PlayStation 5 with, like, headset or earbuds in. But Oh, so you're a TV game. audio guy. Yeah. It depends. Um, it depends on what kind of game I'm playing. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe earbuds would convince me just to pop them in there, but I usually just play it through the TV. Yeah. Got you. But uh, what'd you think of Project Q? Yeah. So um, actually, seeing so one thing generally speaking, I it looks comfortable. I like the the fact that it does. It looks kind of ridiculous as like a split controller, but I have no doubt that it's probably really comfortable. Yeah. Um, especially considering the fact that I've been playing a lot more handheld games lately. You know, with the having more to play on switch that's all uh, allowed me to play that and then i kind of like jump into steam deck kind of regularly all the time anyways uh, to play like dead cells and stuff like that um and yeah man like that that kind of this one probably looks like it's probably going to be the most comfortable of them all because it's literally a controller um and so from that perspective i i like what i see that yeah the price is a huge one for me and it's one of those things where like i i am kind of already sold on it but it's those weird things where it's like I am absolutely the person that I think they're pushing this for. It's the person, it's a tech enthusiast who loves the PlayStation ecosystem, who kind of gets a little bit of everything, um, who is not playing handheld up and about, like moving around in cars, stuff like that. One thing, I can't even play in cars if I wanted to. I get insane motion sickness. We've talked about this before. Um, But yeah, I get insane vertigo. So I can't really play up and about like that in vehicles and stuff like that. So for the most part, I just play at home. And I I share a TV with my girl, and she also games. So it's one of those things where she'll be playing PS5 and I'll be playing Switch. And then we'll swap, but we have that TV. So if I could have the flexibility of her playing like docked Switch and I can essentially undock my PS5, that's what it fills for mm-hmm. me personally. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's a use case that, like when people see the Project Q, and I've heard this from several people and be like, I, I don't get who, like this doesn't make sense. It's a handheld that you can't really take up and about. That's that because again it requires that wi-fi that's kind of stupid i absolutely understand that critique because again my use case is not i don't think everybody i don't think if it's, it's even most gamers uh it's a very specific gamer who effectively wants to undock their their ps5 at home um and and so that that works perfectly for me i have no doubt that i'm gonna play the hell out of this and i'll probably play most things this way if the tech works um because yeah. there's so many games that i'd love to play on ps5 that i just the time sink of it like i just Mm -hmm. not trying to sit there staring at a tv playing some of these type of games um but if i could play them especially all these playstation now games that these ps3 games that i want to go back to but i'm not just trying to sit there and take up the tv to play like god of war 2 this is Mm -hmm. perfect for that um and so yeah i'm I'm absolutely sold on this uh but again the the price is going to make a huge differential for me because there is a price that it it could charge that i wouldn't get it for so if this is going into like the 300 range i'm I'm not getting it i just don't think it's that great of a value proposition for me um but if we can keep it in the especially to one to 200 range i'm I'm on it absolutely the playstation 5 earbuds i do play with headphones on a lot not every not all the time but a lot um i mostly play out loud when i'm playing like switch because there's no headphone slot in the the pro controller um but i do play with headphones quite a bit i like the immersive audio thing i kind of like just locking in on my games uh but i don't need additional earbuds though i think it's really interesting that these are actually designed very similarly Uh, obviously as the playstation 5 aesthetic but it has the functionality very similarly to airpods with its little containment case i think that's actually really interesting um so yeah no they look cool i love that they all i love how unified the aesthetic of this generation is that everything kind of looks the same and not in a like a 
corny uniform way, but like everything matches very nicely. VR2 looks great in conjunction to the PS5, which looks like the DualSense, and DualSense looks like the earbuds, and now the Project Q is going to fit right into it. It all looks great, um, but definitely not for me. I'm, I'm cool on that. I already have headphones. I have these Bose over the ear headphones and AirPods. I'm cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, next up, we got another look and uh, finally a release date uh, for October for Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, obviously, a game that I know you and I are both kind of really looking forward to. Um, oh yeah. To you know, continue on our little Assassin's Creed thing. Uh, a big throwback. It always keeps throwing back to those early Assassin's Creed games. So I'm hoping no one's expecting these huge. Uh, giant worlds that we got in the last trilogy um so mirage being it's probably gonna be a nice little standalone game i'm excited i know that's probably that's most likely a day one for me i know probably for you as well oh yeah uh you excited for mirage oh yeah this is the most excited i've been one for one for a while and again this is coming from somebody i like the new assassin's yeah. creed games i yeah, played all yeah. those i like them but like they are a massive departure from what it was and I don't like these in place of the old ones. I, I love the idea of them being able to basically do two types of Assassin's Creed games. Uh, and this being the first of that kind of throwback vibe, I think is excellent. I love the fact that they've only shown one city. One sprawling, deep yeah. city. It's, I love that. Um, especially going back. And, and that's the thing is, I love the setting of, like, this reminds me obviously a lot of uh, Assassin's Creed 1 specifically. Yep. Um, obviously. Yeah, and, and this evokes all that same imagery and stuff like that. The only problem is that game is that it is clunky as hell. And so being able, if they could just make Assassin's Creed basically 1-2 one, one, Brotherhood, that era, that vibe, the storytelling, the collectibles, that kind of thing, just with the modern gameplay, that I'm, I'm absolutely sold with it. Because that's the thing I love about the, the new games is... The the controls are never what makes them challenging. It's the situations they put you into. But the problem playing as some I don't know if you remember, I did a replay of all the Assassin's Creed games, you did? Yep. Um, and those first three, I would say, uh, three mainline ones, half the challenge is just controlling the freaking character. And getting them trying to do what I'm trying to do. And yeah. oh, I would like to run. I don't want. Why am I climbing a wall right now? Why am I on top of this random stand? And these soldiers are trying to kill me because I accidentally touched the wall a certain way. Like those are the small things that I'm like, okay, now that those things are gone, and we can have some of that same imagery, the safe self, the same self-contained nature. Because that's what I love about, it, especially too. It, yeah, you have like several different areas, but you have these sprawling cities with depth to them. It's worth exploring. Where Valhalla and Odyssey. It's so massive that like explore, exploration, like a lot of it's empty. To be honest with you, um, mm -hmm. it's space for the sake of space. So I would, I love the idea of like a, a more trimmed down experience, even if it's only a ten, fifteen dollar experience with a single city with a bunch of stuff to do in it, and you know, it's just a, a normal Assassin's Creed game. I think that's awesome. So yeah, I love the October release date. I love that it, it gives a little breathing room to some of the other games that we have coming. And yeah, no, I'm absolutely sold on it. Yeah, super, super exciting. Uh, coming up also in October, uh, the long-awaited Alan Wake 2. Yes. Um, I know that's a big thing. I and I, I've pretty much, I've confessed, I know about Alan Wake. I've never really played through the whole Alan Wake game. Um, but I, it's one of those things where I, I watched a lot of people play, and then I watched a straight-up playthrough of it. Um, at the time, because of how long it was locked to 360. Um, and I know it's ported to the new consoles, and I do plan on playing it. But 
Alan Wake 2 looks really good. You know, it's got that obviously that big sort of almost you know horror feel to it. Um, everything I saw looked really cool. Um, it is something exciting. I Alan Wake is that game that I want to beat. Bef- I do want to play that game soon ish. I don't know when because I've we've got <laughs> we've got some big ones coming up. But that is one of those games where I, next time I have a small break, I do want to get through it. Um, how how are you feeling on Alan Wake 2? Yeah, I'm almost in the exact same boat as you. I'm curious about it. I've wanted to play it for a bit. I didn't play it when it came out because I didn't have a 360. Um, and I don't know much about it. Like, I, I've seen it there a bunch. Like, And I know Alan Wake 2 is coming, and Alan Wake 2 looks awesome. Um, but yeah, I've never played the first one. I don't really know anything about it. So it's something I absolutely want to check out. It, I'll play it on Xbox because it has backwards compatibility. Maybe I don't know if it's on Game Pass, so if anything, I'll just pick up a cheap disc. 360 games are like really cheap so uh, i'll find a copy somewhere but uh no i'm, I'm really curious about it but it's not well, something i can speak to they they did do the alan wake remastered oh did they so oh they did yeah, didn't yeah. they oh so i don't yeah, even have so, to down the old one perfect um and I'm, i happen to be looking at it right now it's actually on sale for 11.99 oh i'm in that i'm in that so i might snag that there oh actually. yeah 11.99 for that remake and just have and just have it on deck when i'm ready yeah yeah for um, sure i'm definitely getting that <laughs> Um, but a uh, quick thing to say about I don't this came out afterwards. I don't know if you saw it. Um, but the I don't know if it was the main game director or whatever. Alan Wake Two is a only digital game. There will not be a physical release. Oh, that really? He, they said in or I, I I forgot the exact quote. Basically, it's to try to keep budgets down and this that the third the there's beginning not, of the be, end. There's not going to be a physical for it. And I was like, interesting. And I meant to send it to you when I, when it came up. Um, but it is an interesting take that, yeah, Alan Wake 2, where, wherever you're going to get it, it has to be digital. Um, unless, of course, they strike some deal with, like, Limited Run, who yeah. takes the, the printing cost out. Again, that's not on them. But it is just a little forewarning out there. That's why I'm not – that's why when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I'll just get Alan Wake 1 digital too. So. Steve, it's happening. It's <laughs> yeah, happening it's, the it's, moment. It's Because it was always those small indies, the tiny little things. All it takes is one big boy to be like, eh, we're not going to do that this year. All you, all it takes is one year Madden to not do it, and it's over. It's done. <laughs> yeah. All it takes is one game to release digitally only and to sell great, and it's over for us. It's oh, the physical game is done. Oh man, but no, no, that's really interesting. Yeah, no, it's gonna. Uh, yeah, it was a fun, fun thing to just to see to, to keep note of. Yeah. Um. Next up was a Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Uh. I watched it a little bit. I, I was kind of like checking my phone at the time just yeah. because I I don't need to see any more Final Fantasy 16. I don't have much else to say. You gave us that big state of play over it, so I'm not sure why. I mean, I know why it was at, I know why it was here, but uh, just to give us the launch trailer. The game still looks great. I don't have much more else to say about it till I get my hands on it. Uh, anything to say over Final Fantasy 16? I watched the showcase maybe an hour after uh, it aired, so I was able to like not watch it in real time so i fast forwarded through this um yeah i don't because i've seen it so many times i i i I, the game looks beautiful amazing i can't wait to play it that's enough like i don't want to see it anymore uh anymore now we're like i i think i already know too much about the story like i don't know yeah okay leak the script then if this is what we're doing like how much (laughs) you gonna show me jeez but yeah no it looks great but no i I don't want to see no more exactly game comes out in three weeks i was like i i can wait i don't need (laughs) need to see anymore yeah for sure um Next up, uh, Capcom was there. We're showing us Dragon's Dogma 2, a new trailer, uh, which was interesting because I thought this game was maybe not as far in development. Um, if you remember, I think they announced this. Wasn't the game director just wearing a t-shirt that said Dragon's something Dogma 2 like or that, something yeah. like that? So, 
Um, I tried Dragon's Dogma 1. I I liked it. I, I, I just had a lot of early Skyrim vibes, so I didn't play it too much. It's I think it's still installed on my Steam Deck. I don't know. And I don't assume that this is going to be highly connected to it, but... Uh, it's one of those games like when I I know when I eventually do get into it, it'll be nice that I'll have Dragon's Dogma, and by the time I do th go through that, Dogma Two will be out. Um, any feelings towards uh, Dragon's Dogma? Dogma is a tough one for me because it, it yeah. occupies a lane that I think is very heavy for me. There are so many games in this field: the, the Skyrims, the Witchers, the Kingdoms exactly. of Amalur, the Fables. Yeah. That there's just so many of those type of games. A Dragon Age. Um, that I just, I have no space in my psyche for Dragon's Dogma. I played the first one before. It was fine. I liked it. But I was like, I I, I can only do so many third-person uh, like action fantasy games before I'm just like, all right. Like, it's just, I, I'm glad. I know this, ha like, Dragon's Dogma absolutely has, like, a massive fan base. So I have no doubt that people are, like, super psyched about this. But, like, I can't. I as, as, as Considering that that's not, like, my favorite genre, I only have the stomach for so much. So I'm cool on this mm -hmm. one. And uh, a surprise one. I was oh, yeah. at least surprised. Uh, so Bungie uh, has a new, sort of a new game. But, uh, you know, you know they announced a new marathon game, which is pretty exciting. Because I've only ever played the original marathon. I never played the other two uh, marathon games. Um, just because they're, like, super hard to even access right now. But we're not sure if it's a reboot or whatever. But, yeah, we got Bungie coming out with a new marathon game. And... So, small fun fact it, though it was at the PlayStation Showcase and I know a lot of these games were but Bungie being you know first party now uh, is is also coming to Xbox and PC so that is interesting um, are you a fan of Bungie's original marathon games? No I, I wasn't really familiar with it until they announced this one and I kind of did my homework on, uh, on the back end about it yeah it wasn't something I was familiar with never played it uh, I love Bungie I'm, I'm always very fascinated with what they do even if I don't play a ton of their games you know mm. what I mean obviously I played Halo back in the day Destiny has never really been my thing but I've always had a tremendous respect for it I love the amount of care they put into they're I mean they've reinvented what it means to be I think a multiplayer shooter um, and so I'm super excited to see what they do with Marathon the aesthetic is super interesting I love the the way that the colors are playing like you have these neon colors kind of playing off of these really bleak environments i think it's just really interesting um to, to, so I, i'm definitely down to try it out and i would lo love to see more information but uh but yeah no it's and it's also really interesting that like it's a lot of people think that it is kind of like the start of a new franchise when it's actually the first time they're kind of calling back oh, to a much older one um mm -hmm. so yeah no that's really really interesting and i'm, I'm curious to see if this kind of leads to a larger effort to kind of bring this franchise back if anything you know are we going to see a, a marathon the original marathon ported into modern consoles i'm curious um but yeah no i, I don't know too too much about this one yeah i was i wasn't even sure if they still own the ip because uh, mm. they're usually not they still if it's not destiny they're not really talking about it um so that was at least exciting to see because from what uh, i understand bungie's a newer company it's like yeah i'm looking it up it's like they're from 2016 so did they acquire this ip like do they own this bungie oh wait wait how yeah how, how old is bungie they're not from 2016 but no no bungie is uh 90s i want to say oh 90s. yeah they were founded in 91 i didn't know that they That's were interesting i think if i'm i'm coming off the top of my head these three games were they were apple exclusives on apple whatever, yeah i'm seeing that or something like that and they're very akin to like 
Doom games aesthetically, if you okay. think about it. See, um, you learn a new thing every day. I thought Halo was their first game. I swear on everything. I, I didn't <laughs> no, know they did things before Halo. They did. This wow. is like a big thing they did before. Interesting. Uh, I think they did like one or two projects before Marathon, but Marathon is what put them on the. Yeah, I'm checking it. Yeah, they have a they have a number of things. Yeah. Oh, so they did a whole bunch of Pippin and, and classic Mac OS stuff. Uh, yeah. And they were big Mac guys. That's yeah. Why it was a big. And well. And not to get into the history, but obviously we, Halo was originally a Mac game um, before Microsoft. Very interesting. Purchased okay. it and brought brought them over. I've learned I've learned a whole bunch of new things about Bungie now. I'm gonna have to yeah, look into those. Go. That's very interesting. Yeah, look it up. It's it's, it's an interesting story when you yeah. see like the original Halo running on Appleware. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, next up of that, we saw a Street Fighter Six uh, story trailer, uh, which was. Kind of, well, we kind of knew that already because of the demo. We saw that the story mode was going to be available. Um, the big, you know, because there was a big sort of dilemma with Street Fighter Five. The story mode came in like a year almost after the yeah. game launched. Um, so being there day one, you create your character, you run around with other the Street Fighter characters through Metro City. Uh, a couple cool cutscenes. I'm sure there'll be some cool animated scenes. Um, I don't know how much of that story I will play because I think you have to play the story mode with your created character. And I assume the arcade mode will have the traditional fighting game story arcs. Um, so we'll see how that rolls out and how well intertwined is it. Uh, any else, anything else to say on Street Fighter Six? Not really. I'm probably going to stick yeah. to arcade personally as well. Um, again, unless I can choose a path with one of the existing characters and do the story mode that way, sure. Mm. But otherwise, no, nah, I'll probably skip that. Yep, yep. Uh, we finally saw what uh, Haven has been working on. So Haven has... Fair Games, a new sort of. Uh, it's it's hard to show because they didn't show too too much that wasn't <laughs> there. But I guess a competitive heist game, um, competitive multiplayer heist game, and we knew what they were working on was going to be well, probably one of these possible service games, live service games. Um, and we didn't. Not that I remember, we didn't see too much gameplay. I think we saw almost all CG stuff. Um, but whatever Sony saw must have been good if we remember right because if unless I'm confusing the studios fair uh, Haven did get purchased by out by PlayStation after yes they, they did that's a Jade Raymond they, team I think the Jade Raymond right yeah so they yeah. announced the collaboration and then we saw nothing and then they announced they purchased them um, was uh, any impressions on a uh, fair game uh, or fair I guess fair games yeah fair sign, games yeah um, yeah they I I can totally see that Watchdogs DNA in it um, that was my worry. Yeah, it, it's probably not gonna be for me, but I cannot write it off until I see gameplay. Um, so the the concept of it, I'm not much of a heist guy. I, I don't really like it. Um, I'm, I've never been into the the GTA Five heist side or the the payday stuff. It's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'm gonna give it a shot. I mean, I'm curious about it. Uh, the, I don't and and don't call me a hater, but this whole neon game streamer aesthetic. The era that we're in right now, I don't like it. Like, I, I, I don't like it. it. I feel like it started a little bit with, like, um, Watch Dogs did it. And then we had, like, games like Far Cry New Dawn. And we're seeing a whole bunch of... Rust 2 came out looking like that. This whole neon, cool, I'm edgy, but I'm a gamer. And I have my marshmallow helmet that has LEDs on it. Like, I'm just not into that aesthetic. I don't like it. Um, And and so anything with that aesthetic, I kind of roll my eyes with. But I try not to be such a hater. So yeah, fair games might be good. But for right now, I'm kind of like... 
Yeah, it reminded me a lot of that. Uh, there was that Ubisoft Battle Royale game. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Had a lot. But I'm thinking, if they're smart with this game, I don't know how big of a game it's supposed to be, but if they, maybe they do a PlayStation Plus launch with it. That would be smart. And, if it is perpetually just, online, for sure. If it's perpetually online or anything like that, uh, that'd be smart, because then we're going to download I, I will download it to try it right away. Absolutely. Um, at least. But yeah. Um, they showed up uh, the Talos Principle 2. Um, I've never played the first Talos Principle, so I don't have too much to say. I know the game is held pretty high, um, but I don't know much else about it i didn't know that there was a demand for the sequel um are you familiar at all with this franchise no well yeah i'm familiar with the franchise in the way that i've seen it there on my screen constantly but i've never clicked it and i've just always robot hands holding the cat exactly and and uh I, i was fascinated by the aesthetic of the trailer it looked really really interesting um but i don't think the game is for me so you know it's one of the i i need to look into it because this one looks really good but i need to know like do i need to play the first one if i don't need to play the first one i'll absolutely be willing to jump into this one uh but if i need to play the old one eh, we'll see so uh yeah but i don't have much else to say either because i haven't played it yeah i don't have much i know there's like some puzzle aspect to it but who knows um the next one oh, this boy. one makes me laugh foam stars uh which was it was something. It's and I hate everyone said it. it it's Square Enix Splatoon. Yeah. Uh, essentially, uh, it's it. That's the best way to explain it. It looks like instead of painting everywhere, you're shooting foam everywhere. You get to do stylish things. It's got that Square Enix feel to it. Uh, I don't have much else to say. You can uh, you can take it away if you want. Uh, l- literally when I was watching this, my mouth was like hanging open. I could I could not believe. Okay. You and I have paid attention to the game industry for mm-hmm. damn near our whole lives. So we've seen we've seen ripoffs. We've seen people copy each other. You'll you'll see things that are derivative. You could comment. You could say like, "Oh, PUBG came out and everybody copied them." And, and we've seen models work, and then other teams try to adapt. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever in my life in my life seen a ripoff on this scale in terms of like like foam start like you're you're covering a map in foam but it's not paint it's foam so it's okay and we have some generic anime chick like no that i I was my i was blown away i was like i cannot believe square this is something that you would absolutely expect like on steam somewhere like some random chinese developer on steam (laughs) you know what i mean uh that might copy what nintendo's doing or some other team doing you always see these little knockoffs and and whatever and that is what it is from a major publisher like in a showcase for this something this egregious is crazy again i i totally understand splatoon is killing it it's it, it sells across the world but from what i understand it's even bigger than asia um and and so i totally understand other developers other publishers stakeholders looking at that it's like how can we do that but i think the challenge of being a creative is like okay how can we put our own spin on this this is what i guess you do when you don't put your own spin you just you just take the game and then you change one thing to avoid being sued that's what it looks like like okay you change it from paint to foam so we don't get sued and you keep it but everything other than that is like almost identical uh and obviously nintendo has tons of other things with some of like the um aquatic creature imagery and then the post-apocalyptic whatever you want to call it um and and all that is missing in this one so that all that leaves this with is just being splatoon with none of what makes splatoon interesting i guess um 
And and so yeah, I, I was blown away by it. I was super impressed by the ballsiness of them to just rip something off and it, 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 but with none of the charm. Shout out to them. That's incredible. I've never seen nothing like that in my life. Yeah, it was wild. I was cracking up when I saw it because if you watch like the first 15 seconds, everything looks kind of cool, right? You get the screen yeah. mixing a neon sign, got this cool gun. I'm like, okay. And then I see, I think then, then they're walking out in a team. And I'm like, oh man. Oh, I, I said Overwatch. I was like, oh, it's some hero shooter. Um, that's not going to live long. And then get the girl with the pink hair comes out. I was like, oh, okay. And then I see a three on three thing. Then I see the bubbles and foam, and I was like, "Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it's okay." It's crazy. But yeah, that's it's 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 a thing. You almost but, gotta respect it. You you almost have to respect the the willingness to just throw it all out. Like forget creativity and individualism. Just like, yeah, no, we're just taking their whole thing. We're just taking the whole thing. Like respect. That's nuts. Yeah, no. It was. It, it's a crazy thing. It's one of those things that was. I couldn't believe it, but it it, it exists. <laughs> yeah, you're um, gonna play that. I it, it, again, if it's like one of these free things that's somewhere, <laughs> I will try it. Give it a good twenty but, minutes. Uh, yeah, I, that's my thing. I'll give it a, a nice solid twenty minute try. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, something that I thought was a completely different game until I realized it wasn't what I was looking at. But yeah, Phantom Blade Zero, uh, which. Man, it looked super Sekiro Dark Souls. Yeah, that's what I was style. thinking. Style. I thought this was some sort of Sekiro game. I also thought this was that other ninja game they keep showing, Last Ronin or something oh, like that. They yeah. keep, um, which is not obviously it's a a different a different game, which bodes good and well. Um, but it you know it looks like an awesome little action game. I do like a lot of what I see because I haven't really played a game like that probably since like Sekiro again besides the Elden Ring I mean the From Software vibes to it um but who knows uh, and how are you feeling about this I, I, I'm i just kind of mixed where I'm like this is cool I don't know if I will ever get to it just because how busy I usually am yeah I mean it looks amazing from what they've shown my only challenge was I was having trouble under like how much of it was cinematic and what was there any gameplay? Because there was the speed of it. If that's the gameplay, I'm really impressed by that. That I love how fast mm. it is. Um, and, and like I also love Sekiro, but I, I because of the prohibitive difficulty of it, I couldn't really get too far in it. Um, but so like games like this, I'm super into. I love Neo and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, the game looks incredible. But I just I think I need just more information because I was having trouble. Like there was points where I was like, okay, is this a cutscene? Or because there was a point where he the way he was running against a wall was screaming to me like it was uh, um, that like that was gameplay. But then there was a moment where th- how fast they were fighting. I'm like, there's no way that the, that's too choreographed. There's <laughs> that can't be just gameplay. So I yeah, I think I just yeah. need more information and just to see this video. I mean, this game uh, actually playing. And if if it's actually if it's anything like that, I'm absolutely willing to jump into it. But uh, also, I need to know like how how difficult we talking. It looks hard. I could just tell it's hard just by the aesthetic. It, that's my thing. It yeah. look Ninja Gate and Sekiro style. I, I'm interested because because like if. I did some digging on that day because I have a friend who's super into anything Japanese, Chinese styled. Yeah. Um, and the team that's making this is a the only thing they've done before is like a handful of mobile games, including some games called Phantom Blade something something. Oh, is this um, so, in a series then? So it's yeah in a series that exists on mobile, and I think it's not uh, even like mobile in the states. 
so this is like it's it's first real game but does developing on mobile translate well coming to ps5 like you're saying there's a part where he like takes two swords out he's running he's swinging them hard and he's clashing with the enemy and i'm like that's got to be a cutscene, right that can't be because it looks kind of gameplay you know what i mean like yeah it's like a weird like i'm curious about it it's one of those things and yeah is it is it more devil may cry is it a whole lot more Sekiro? i don't know if i have the patience for that um so we'll have to see that's one that's definitely on my list though to keep an eye on for sure uh, then we saw the sort of long-awaited sequel. I wasn't. I was surprised that it even took this long. We got Ghost Runner two. Uh, I still haven't played Ghost Runner. I do own it because I think they gave it away on PS Plus at one point. But it's one of those things where I do really want to play it, and this will hopefully push me to finally want to go through Ghost Runner one. Uh, are you a fan of the series or the game? I guess it's only a game so far. But yeah, same same as you. I have it. I've I've literally downloaded. It. I've just never played it before. I just never got around to it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely gonna try Ghost Runner one. I've heard nothing but good things about it, but uh, I can't speak to it right now because I haven't played it. Yeah, I heard it's real good, and it's not like break your control difficult. So. Uh. Next up, the super long waited and. Man, this leaked in that NVIDIA leak. We're talking like three years ago now. Uh, Helldivers 2, uh, which we have not seen since. I mean, I played the original Helldivers on Vita. And I know it was like cross launch on like Vita, PS3, and PS4 at the yep. time, if I'm not wrong. No, you're right. Um, and like, yeah, in like 2015, uh, which was, my goodness, it's a long time to be developing this. Um, but it looks cool. I, I'm, I'm worried because, not worried so much, but though they showed some gameplay and some stuff like that, I'm curious if the original one was all top-down almost, if not strictly top-down. This one, I don't know if they're if that was just for cinematic effect, they changed the camera angle, or is it switching to more of a third person? Is there going to be like a sort of cross in between the two? Um, but I remember liking this a lot at the time. I remember, I mean, there was only... I only knew a handful of people with Vitas at the time, so we played it on Vita. Um, but it worked well, as I remember, and I thought it was super cool. I a lot of mechanics were just so over the top and like extra. Like I remember, if you reloaded while you had bullets in your clip, you just would lose the whole clip. So you would lose like the whole set of ammo. Like if you were to re- obviously really remove a clip from a gun. Um, so it was super cool. I liked a lot. It's one of those things I'd like to go back to. I don't know if the game is. I don't remember if it was strictly online. I don't know if it still exists or if it's something I can re-download somewhere um, on my PS5 or PS4. Uh, but yeah, uh, are you a fan of Helldivers? Uh, yeah, I liked the first one uh, enough on Vita. I was never blown away by it, so that's why, like, with Helldivers 2, I'm probably good on that. Like, I liked it, but I was like, I didn't love it. Um, but no, I'm glad to see it be able to come back. Yeah, they did seem to have changed the camera angle, which is interesting, uh, from top down to third person. Mm-hmm. Um but you know the team based like i remember it being a lot of fun it's just one of those things where i didn't really like it on my own like with people i yeah. think it, it it can be fun but on on its own i didn't think it was particularly designed well to kind of compensate for an individual i think it, it got very frustrating very quickly uh yeah. on your own and, and some games are just not really optimized for like individual play despite the fact that they might say they are um and yeah helldivers is one of those that unless you can get a team together it's probably not going to be a great time for you so i'll probably pass on this one yeah exactly all right i i i feel you on that one um next up was uh sword of the sea and i'm actually having a, a blanking what was sort of this oh yes yes i'm sorry the journey game yeah yeah, yeah. okay i don't know why i was having a brain f- 
blank. Yeah. Um, I actually almost even thought that it was a, a journey too, almost to the to the when I first saw the trailer rolling up. But yeah, these games are always having a, a nice. I always like to appreciate this game. I haven't played them all. I know there's like a, a couple of them. Um, you know, like the Pathless and stuff like that. I've played all for a little bit. Um, but I thought this one looks even really like really cool. Like I see you know riding on a sword through this, like, be snowboarding basically on sand and. All this extra stuff um, developed by Giant Squid. Um, it looks really cool. It's something that I, I do have a respect for these games. Uh, it's something I, I do find, and unfortunately, I just never really have the time to actually play them. Um, but uh, how are you? Uh, are you feel? Are, how do you feel for this? I can't call them a series, but this style of game. Yeah, I mean, I, I like their previous games. I loved Journey. Abzu was pretty fun. I haven't played The Pathless. Uh, so I'm definitely down to try this game, but it's not like must play for me. So it's, it'll be one of those things where it's like when I have time, I'll probably play it. Yeah. But uh, I, the, as of right now, their track record's pretty solid with me. It's 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 a very kind of serene experience though for me. It's like something I they they make decompression games for me, <laughs> not yeah. not games that I really get like locked into necessarily, but I kind of like dive in and out of. And um, previously, their titles are a lot shorter, so they're they're nice little chunks of time that you kind of dive into a new world but uh yeah i'll definitely play this but probably not day one yeah i'm curious what it looks it looked really like artistically like yeah. beautiful and i'm like man i kind of want to see that like on my ps5 just for to sure to experience it um next up we got a, another look at the resident evil 4 remake in psvr 2 so the vr mode that's coming to resident evil 4 remake um and it looks good you know it looks what i assumed it would look like um obviously i, I glad i'm glad it looks more like what they did for resident evil 8 village um than what they did with resident evil 4 vr a couple years ago where it was more on rails um but it looks cool if if i if i get a vr again i i would like to um i had that whole issue with my oh, vr yeah. so i had to i had to send it back and that's actually a whole story of its own i had to I had to go legal on them to get my money back. Oh, but, wow. uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but in a world where... Because now that you can actually just go get these VRs in store... Like, I was at Target over the weekend, and they had VRs there. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. So you can get them everywhere except Amazon, I want to say. But, like, uh, everywhere else seems to have them. So if you... In a world where I get it again, this is obviously one of those first games I would like to do. Um, I Again, I just, re just played through Resident Evil 4, so I'm not dying to go through Resident Evil 4 again. But maybe... In the time, by the time I, if I get another VR again, it'd be nice to load up Resident Evil 4 Remake to do a playthrough in VR. It would be interesting. Um, I, again, I, I, we've gone over this. I know you don't really play too much VR, uh, but uh, how do you feel about at least seeing Resident Evil 4 Remake? Yeah, it VR? looks great. I mean, this is a prime example of exactly the type of game I'd probably want to play in VR. I love yeah. the RE4 Remake. So, it, no, it looks great. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad that it seems like Capcom really does have a commitment to putting a lot of these games mm -hmm. in VR and supporting quality VR ports. These are not kind of just like BS thrown out there. It's like the game is properly playable, looks fun, dynamic. I love the reloading animations. Everything looks really, really solid. And I like that there's not this insane dip in quality of the experience between the regular version and the VR version. Uh, maybe between RE4, the original, and the VR version. But at least they, you know, it seems like they did... Uh, uh, seven, eight, and now four properly. So yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for VR um, players. Yeah, next up was a uh, Towers of Agasaba. Agasaba. So like sort of looked like a you know 
and we have in our notes here Breath of the Wild like game obviously <laughs> has huge Breath of the Wild like feels to it, but it looks like it's building. I mean, not no pun intended, building on that sort of build mechanic, growing. Uh, it's like a almost building a village tower. I know they're like I know they called it an open world fantasy game, but it's obviously showing stuff about like constructing villages and growing your tribe. It has all these sort of ecosystem of stuff you need to like take care of. Um, that's it. It looks cool for what it is. I'm not into the super micromanaging of of games like this, where it's like gotta control the villages and make sure the stuff can sustain itself. But uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm not touching this game. My girl is like very excited about it, so I'm glad she's looking forward to it. But no, nah, I'm not touching this. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't think so. Again, it, it, it's one of those ones when I saw it, I was like, I don't like building things really like that. Yeah, yeah, neither, neither am I. Um, next up, Immortals of of Avium, 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 which yeah, it looked kind of interesting. I was super confused on the aesthetic of it because we were going like sort of mythical and if man if people thought that uh ghostwire tokyo was the doctor strange simulator <laughs> yeah. you have seen nothing yet my goodness uh it looks cool though it does look cool i'm not a fan of the name it just something about it just threw me off uh i'm some of the characters look a little generic but i guess i if the story story itself is pretty good i could see it being something kind of interesting uh especially at a time where i have some time to play it but it's yeah it's one of those things where it's like maybe if someone i know starts playing it a lot or a review comes up that tries to convince me um i thought it was kind of interesting though at least something something fresh something a little new uh what was your reactions to immortals of uh avium uh, yeah gameplay looks solid not really sold on it though again yeah it's one of those things if it gets really solid reviews people are really rocking with it i could do- I, I i'll give it a shot uh i like the kind of first person doctor strange kind of gameplay again from like ghostwire was great and so jumping into that in a more fantasy environment i think could be fun um but uh, I, I need to see kind of more information about it because everything surrounding the gameplay didn't really do it for me didn't really like the characters design the dialogue none of that so uh I, I would need a little bit more information to see kind of like what the moment-to-moment gameplay looks like yeah. traversal like you know just what what are you actually doing in this game because it's i know it's not just all boss fights so what what does the rest of it look like and, and then maybe i can make a more informed decision very true very true uh we got a, a couple looks at other vr2 games a couple psvr2 games they showed that beat saber was finally available on psvr2 um kind of talk too much more about that but we can uh end the state of oh end the showcase and end the episode today uh talking about this little a nice deep look at spider-man 2 we finally got a, a real good look at it uh it's they've been so quiet for so long um that people were you know starting to get a little nervous um, because we have no sort of amped up to it. Um, but yeah, we saw a look at it. Obviously, from the original announcement we saw last year, we knew Venom was going to take a place. And if you played Spider-Man 2018, we knew that Venom was going to take a big part in the next one. Um, so yeah, we got our first look at what Peter looks like in the black suit, his abilities in the black suit. The sort of what I call GTA switching to Miles looks really cool. Um, and sort of what the scope is, because uh, everyone's wondering, you know, you're just going back to New York for what would seem like the third time now. Um, and how does that look? Uh, and we saw that a little bit more with the interactiveness of bridges. And there's that whole sort of uh, QT water scene when you're going after enemies. Um, but the, the 
big look obviously was gameplay wise mechanic wise uh, we saw some of the hud finally we saw obviously almost all the voice actors are back and the game just looks really good uh thing is i know we're gonna keep seeing stuff i'm done i don't need to see anymore <laughs> i'm that's it call it a wrap I'm, that's a day one purchase for me, obviously. Um, and I think, obviously, the same for you. Um, but I do understand we're probably going to see a whole bunch more. But uh, what was your initial reaction to uh, finally getting a look at Spider-Man 2 gameplay? Yeah, I'm, I'm very positive on everything they showed. Mm-hmm. My main issue is that they showed way too much cutscene. Way, way, way too much. That's an entire scene of the game that I'm like, bro, what, what are you doing? Uh, I love that much gameplay. I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd take 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay. I just don't need 10 to 15 minutes of like mixed that and like actual cinematics like there's story that is developing here um but yeah i I love seeing miles there you know he's essentially my favorite superhero so i'm I'm always down to get him in pretty much anything um and i I like the symbiote look you know it's a very debated topic amongst uh, spider-man fans about the depictions of symbiote suits obviously there is the kind of classic secret wars black spandex kind of classic look like it's literally just a black outfit um but it looks akin to his regular suit just black um so it looks like just a suit change and then there are one the kind of living organism kind of iterations of it where it looks like more it looks like a bonded alien to him and that's the direction they're going here there's almost kind of a wetness look to it i like the bonded alien look personally a lot more i love the power set i I love the adjusted thing and i love that they are depicting the personality changes is it a bit much (laughs) in in the way he talks with the aggression at times yes but i love the small touches of just the naturally more aggressive uh violent side of um the what the symbiote does to him uh it's a lot more subtle in the comics i'd say so it's very interesting to see that kind of take it it, it's very kind of like a serious version of spider-man 3 the the movie um which i think is very very interesting because that's the thing about it like where the super hyper like personality change is something that existed before spider-man 3 but it was a lot less subtle in it and so i can appreciate them maybe taking another shot at that it's like no peter's gonna go undergo some really severe changes really quickly um and and it looks like this time they're probably gonna do it right so i'm really enjoying what i saw so far and i'm excited to see how it plays and i'm i'm excited to see how much freedom you have to switch between them or um you know between miles and peter or is it completely kind of scripted out so like at turn at, it'll switch it for you i wonder because it would be really awesome to have like a gta 5 approach where like maybe there are fixed times where you have to play as one character but generally when you're playing around the world you can switch between them at however you want that would be my preference and that's how i think it's probably going to be like but um yeah we'll see uh and i know there are some people let down by the lack of like co-op i I guess some people really got convinced about the multiplayer aspect of it um but i'm not mad with the remaining single player so long as you have some degree of freedom to switch between them And, and yeah that's for the most part how i feel yeah, Sam, and I, I agree with you. It's it's got to be, a, and I and I would want it to be where you know some sections. Yes, you have to play as, especially if you're doing main campaign. Some places you've got to play as Peter. Some you got to play as Miles. But if you think of like you know the collect the times where you're just collecting collectibles, doing side missions, stopping crime, I don't see the harm in letting me play as you know selecting one or the other. Um, especially just because I think, especially in this one, they're gonna play so uniquely different. Yeah, uh, Miles already plays so differently. So sometimes I just want to do. 
Like his stealth missions are a thousand times better than the stealth missions as Mary Jane oh my in twenty eighteen. Yeah. So so don't don't give me that. Just give me Miles and Peter, you know. Uh so it's exciting. I think so too. I'm also a fan of this design of the suit. I like how like some parts of it look almost sleek, but then there's like it's like where the blue would be on a suit looks very alien wet sort of a live sort of situation and then other parts of it look very still the eyes seem to like scrunch and crunch a little bit like if it's alive uh, obviously because he doesn't have his lens on um, yeah, so totally. yeah I, I like it a lot again being such fans of spider-man in general and then of the you know the huge verse of comic suits styles enemies uh, it looks like we're continuing that trend and obviously just i'm gonna love this game obviously <laughs> it's gonna be up there for me yeah, yeah. My only question is just kind of a Spider-Man fan at this point is like, is this a Spider-Man and Miles Morales game, or is this a Spider-Man game bringing in Miles Morales? Um, because yeah. you know, I'm very curious to see if Miles is going to have this kind of intimate connection. This would be the first time we see this arc, this symbio arc, with Miles present, with another Spider-Man being able to kind of play off of and maybe resist against Peter being overtaken by the will of the symbiote. Um, and, and so that's also really interesting. And I'm curious to see how much of Miles's story is kind of folded in. There are so many characters that exist in the Miles universe, like Starling, um, you know, his, his girlfriend, um, and, and his surrounding cast. I'm really curious to see if they kind of like fold that in and his little sister, Billy and all these things. So um, yeah. I, I'm really yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they fold him in a little bit more because I hope it's not just like, okay, we, we gave him his own game now, so we're, we're not going to... We'll just, we'll include him because he's part of the, the mythos of the Spider-Man universe now, but beyond that, we don't need to do too much. I'm hoping that he's like properly folded in and you get just as much Miles as you get um, as Peter. And that's just as a huge Miles fan. I, I'm, I'm spoiled, so I'm asking for a little bit more, but... Yeah, no, I'm 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 loving everything I'm seeing so far, and I just am gonna avoid seeing anything else at this point because I've seen everything I need to see. I see how it plays. I seen on to some degree navigation is and how web slinging looking the choreographing. I'm sure the upgrade mechanisms are gonna be a little bit different than the other one. I can figure it out as I go along, but uh, other than that, I'm gonna avert my gaze when they show it off again. Yeah, same here. Um, I'm, that's it. I don't want to see it. See you in a. Uh... But they didn't give us a date. They just said fall, um, 2023. But you assume... I think they said they were hitting striding for September or something like that. They but haven't given a, a concrete date I, yet. So, no, um, so, yeah, which is interesting that they've avoided not putting a date. So, I guess they are really probably want to avoid a slip is my guess. Like, they, mm-hmm. they're they not 100% sure that... They, they, I mean, it looks far and uh, far along. So, it does. I, I have no doubt that they're going to finish in time, but... Yeah, maybe they just want to avoid any unnecessarily d- delays until they're 100% sure that they can launch in fall. And again, we're still many months away from what... F- fall can be November, so it could, it could be a while. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe they're just holding off until they're in a more finished state, maybe closer to going gold uh, before they want to put a date on it. Yeah, That's which, my guess. Which is re- respectable, which is respectable. I'd prefer that than the, than the latter. Yeah, because it's re- nothing's more annoying than a delay from a date that no one asked you to put on it you know what i mean like like they go out of way ahead of time and then they put some date out there and then they miss it by a while and it's like nobody forced you to put that date out we we love a window i'll, I'll take a window just give me a rough estimate but yeah no I, i'm down with them holding off until until you know until you guarantee but and if you don't know until the last second it is what it is and just wait but um I, i'd much prefer them hold it 
Yeah, I agree. Um, but that was a showcase, all in all. Um, I thought it was a solid showcase. I think it was disappointing in some aspects. Again, we didn't get too much from the first party. Uh, you know, no factions wasn't there. A couple of the other companies, first party has been pretty quiet. Uh, I think it was sort of funny and dirty of Xbox to be tweeting alongside the show. <laughs> yeah, that was Basically funny. saying, this is coming to this is coming. This is coming to us, too. This is coming to us, too. Uh, which is fine. It is what it is. I it's a fair point. It. It's petty, but it's a fair point. It's petty, but at least at least wait till the showcase is over. It's like Metal Gear was announced, and then they tweeted like a box and an exclamation point. And I'm like, cute Xbox. It's fine, but okay. It is <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but all in all, I thought it was good. You know, I think it was again a lot of good stuff there. I, again, people were hoping these. I think people's expectations were way too high. I don't know what else you were expecting. I mean, this is a we got a Metal Gear collection, a Metal Gear remake. Uh, you know, Alan Wake 2 has been something people have been demanding for a long time. I guess, you know, Bungie's doing a not Destiny thing. <laughs> uh, so it was good for me. I thought it was solid. I thought it was exciting to see, to know that, man, one of my systems at least is going to be getting a lot of use. Um, so it's going to be really cool. Uh, all in all, what were your thoughts on the showcase? Yeah, I'm not as disappointed as I feel like a lot of people where I saw a lot of tweets yeah. about it where people were kind of let down. Um, I didn't really have super high expectations from here. The only expectation I had that maybe wasn't met was, yeah, it was just a little quieter from the first party than I expected. Uh, they did have some banger third party games, which I really appreciate. And they did have some first party stuff there. Where I, I, we got, you know, um, for, we got Helldivers. We got Spider-Man. Like, they did show some stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think I am a little curious as to like there was some notable omissions that i'm like yeah like where is what is sucker punch working on you know what i mean like yeah and they're in a weird place where some of the big boys they they've gone recently so like like naughty dog we know is working on factions we know santa monica just kind of finished their thing and um you know horizon just came out and stuff like that so uh like i understand that like some people are probably not in a place to show off anything because anything they have is probably really early in development but yeah, there was some some first party teams. I'm like, I wonder wh- where you, you've been. Um, and it's it was a little quieter from the first party because I really did feel like it was going to be an all hands on deck moment where it's like, this is what all our teams are working on. Some people are going to have cinematics, some people are going to have logos, some people are going to have gameplay. Um, that's what I expected, just because of the way kind of how Sony operates historically. But uh, it, it's fine to me. I think it was a really it was it was a generally solid showcase. I think if any other, I think it people are disappointed because it's PlayStation. I think if this was a Nintendo or Xbox conference, maybe people would be a little bit more forgiving. Because you know what I mean. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that at this point they're on a high and they've had a really high, really quality output from from the first party for the last couple of years. So yeah, when they they're ready to do this massive showcase, people are expecting really high high quality stuff. Uh, and if that's not really hit across the board, then you know people are gonna have some feelings about it. But generally, mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, they met what I needed to do because even the major, the one question, one thing I went into it was, hey, where's factions? They answered that for me. It, it's it's yeah, exactly. it's screwed. So um, yeah, that that answered my question. So as far as I'm concerned, they gave me a little something. That's Metal Gear. They have you know Spider Man. I'm super sold on, and they reminded me of some existing things that are gonna be really fun to play, like uh, Final Fantasy so as far as i'm concerned i'm happy with it things are looking good for playstation and uh i look forward to maybe getting a better view of what their slate actually looks like from the first party because that Mm -hmm. is not much more filled in than before the showcase to be honest with you i'll give them that where it's like it was pretty empty for the rest of the year other than spider-man is what we knew 
that hasn't changed too much from the first party perspective. So it seems like for the most part, um, yeah, it, the, from first party offerings, it's going to be Spider-Man and pretty much the rest is going to be filled in with uh, major third party releases like Final Fantasy, Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, which is fine with me. I mean, first party, third party, game, good games are good games. I don't really care. Uh, but it is, yeah. it does lead to some questions as to like where some people are. Yeah, that, that is the mystery. You know, what, what is Sucker Punch doing? What is... You know, I know Santa Monica just went, but, you know, they obviously have that second project. Whatever Corey Barlog is working on. Um, Wolverine so somewhere, yeah. Wolverine is somewhere. Uh, so that's... Well, that's Insomniac, so they're obviously on the Spider-Man train. So. Yes, they can't, if, they can't do both. They, I, I'll give if, them some grace. If they, were, they were comfortable showing them both at the last state of play, so you could at least... Anyway, 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 uh, it was it was at least it was a, it was a solid show. I liked it. Yeah, totally. Well, long show today, um, and next week we'll have some more games out. By that point, Street Fighter will be out, and I'm pretty sure we'll both have it at that point. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to diving into that, and then we'll also be uh, into June at that point. And some, I, th- I think we have some more games coming out in June. Uh, it might be a bit because I. Is Final Fantasy in June? I think so. Final Fantasy is like June 22nd. Okay, so we won't make it in time for the next episode, but the episode after that, we should be able to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. This is the Neo Vintage Podcast. I'm Jabril, and I'm here with... Steve, hope you guys all enjoyed. And we'll see you then. Bye.